Okay. How's everybody? <laughs> All right. We have a new song tonight. Surprise. It's called Thank You, Lord. And you hadn't heard this unless maybe radio or TV. Georgie, play that. I come before you today And there's just one thing that I want to say Thank you, Lord Thank you, Lord For all you've given to me For all the blessings that I cannot see Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. With a grateful heart, with a song of praise, with outstretched arm, I'll bless your name. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. For all you've done in my life. You took my darkness and gave me your light. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Lord, you took my sin and my shame, you took my sickness and healed all my pain, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord, with a grateful heart, with a song of praise, with outstretched arms, I will bless your name. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord. 
Thank you, Lord. You like that? We'll learn it. We'll sing it a few more times before we bring it on Sunday morning. <laughs> okay, 329 in hymn books. Grace greater than our sin. Oh, okay. Grace greater than our sin. Why don't we stand? Let's stand. Get that big dinner we had down. <laughs> Marvelous grace, our loving Lord. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord. Grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured, there where the blood of the Lamb was spilled. Grace, grace, God, grace, grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. Dark is a stain that we cannot hide. What can avail to wash it away? Look, there is flowing a crimson tide. Whiter than snow you may be today. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that is greater than all our sin. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace Freely bestowed on all who believe All who are longing to see His face Will you this moment His grace receive? Grace, grace, God's grace Grace that will pardon and cleanse within. Grace, grace, God's grace. Grace that is greater than all our sin. J. Frank, please word prayer. Well, I want to know, were y'all as tired as I was when we got off the missionary journey this morning? I tell you, if you haven't ever thought about it, you know, we're, not, we're not going to preach about the missionary journey, but if you haven't ever thought about it, 
There wasn't any cars. There wasn't any Uber. There wasn't any airplanes. There wasn't nothing but two feet and maybe four feet in the form of a donkey or a horse and the two feet that they walked on. Now, Ranchy, they sailed every once in a while on a ship. But if someone were to say to us today, now I want you to go tell somebody a hundred miles or two hundred miles or further about Jesus, and the only way you can get there is walking across country. No sidewalks, no paths, just strike out and go. Now maybe there was a few roads or something. But as I thought about this afternoon, about Paul and Barnabas and traveling, just the discouragement of being tired, physically wore out from just traveling from one spot to the other and sharing the gospel. I, I, uh, I praise God that we have a few more modern conveniences now that we can travel with. Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. Moral direction. Verse 1. Hebrews 13, verse 1. It starts out and says, Brotherly love continueth. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by some doing some have unwillingly entertained angels. Remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. Marriage, an honorable amongst all who in the bed undefiled, but fornication and adulterers, God will judge. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, The Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What man can do unto me? Father, I thank you for how much you cover in these little verses and how much you charge us with in being a witness, a testimony, an imitator of Christ as we look at these. So tonight, Lord God, I ask you, speak clearly through me and let it be something that we can grasp and walk in every day and we give you praise for it and it's in Jesus name we pray amen and amen let brotherly love continue in everything that we do and this is the now, once you know, he's going he's gonna to narrow this down all the way through these verses. But the very first verse, very first verse that he says, it's, you know, he's using a shotgun. He says, just 
Just let brotherly love be everywhere. Continue everywhere you are, every place you go, with every person you deal with, show brotherly love, the, the presence of Christ Jesus in you. And then he narrows it down to a stranger. He says, be cautious. Don't forget, entertaining strangers, for by doing so, some have entertained unwillingly, entertained angels. He says, okay, now you're, you're just on a broadcast, you love everybody. And then he says, now when you deal with strangers, folks you don't know, you need to deal with them with brotherly love also because it says there's some unknowingly dealt with angels, entertained angels. So he's gone from total strangers or to everybody to strangers. And then he brings it down a little bit closer. He says, remember the prisoners as if chained with them, those who are mistreated since you yourselves are in the body also. He says, now those that are members of the body of Christ, you beware of them and show that brotherly love, show that consideration, show that you are willing to work with them and help them in whatever situation they're in. Continue in the love of Christ. To everyone, to strangers, to the body. Those that are in prison. And then he says, marriage is honorable amongst all. And the bed undefiled from fornication and adultery, God will judge. He says, from all we deal with, to the strangers, to the members of the body, and now he's right down to family, to your spouse, in brotherly love. Now, you know, I tell Miss Cherry regularly, because I don't want her to forget it, I love you. Quite often I tell her that, because sometimes I don't act like it. But I want her to know, I want her to remember, I love her. But even more important than that is not a love of I love you, but I love you in Christ. My portrayal of how I feel about her is the portrayal of how Christ Jesus feels about her through me and to her. So we have, in just these little verses, he's talked about everybody, strangers, members of the body. Now he's talking about your wife, your spouse, ones you're closest to. Do it showing the love of Christ in all of this. Now he says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things you have. Oh, my goodness. He's quit talking about strangers. He's quit talking about the body. He's even quit talking about yourself. He's talking about yourself. You see, God doesn't leave anything open. He says, yourself. Don't be covetous. Don't look out there and say, boy, I wished I had that. I wished I had that. You know, I've, I've heard and I've been guilty. 
And I've heard others say, boy, I wish I had that and they had something better. Well, you're kind of stretching it there, walking a very fine line. It says not to be covet. It's not to covet anything that someone else has as you have. For he himself has said, he himself, Christ, has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We can accomplish what he's told us to do as far as folks we deal with on an open basis, with strangers, with family, with church members, even with ourselves, not because we're good people, not because we go to church, not because we are morally correct, but we can do that because God has promised us that he will never, ever leave us nor forsake us. I, I think about the times that I have been at my wit's end. Maybe it's just me, but I've been there a number of times in my life to where I didn't know which way to turn. And this verse of God saying, I'll never forsake you. That means exactly what it says, never. That means it doesn't, it doesn't matter where you are. Now listen to me. It doesn't matter where you are, what the circumstances are, nor how you got in those circumstances. You know, a lot of times when I was at my wit's end, I was there because I put myself there. Because I made a dumb decision. I made a decision I didn't ask God about. But God says, even though you're there, I'll never forsake you. Even though you're there, always be there. He covers all the different aspects of our lives in, mor in a morale and morality, but he also comes down to the point of that he, God himself, will never forsake you. It doesn't matter where you are. You know, you, you hear of unconditional love. Folks just love you unconditional. Folks, the only person that totally, completely loves you unconditionally, loves us unconditionally, is Jesus Christ. He's the only one. Everybody else puts conditions in there. Even, even with those that have been married for years and years and years, and, you know, and, I, and I love that lady beyond it, but I, in, unintentionally, I put conditions in there. The word simply says to us, Remember, I will never leave you, nor will I forsake you. And because of that, because of that statement, because of that promise, we ourselves may boldly say, now whenever I, I, I wonder, I, I, I can think about, you know, Paul and Barnabas preaching to those to those Jews and to those Gentiles. 
and standing up boldly and saying, look, y'all are wrong and this is what you need, Jesus Christ, something they'd never heard. Speaking boldly, and here he says, so you are we, first of all, how am I going to accomplish this that he's talked about up there? He's my helper. He's my helper. God says, I'm going to send God the Holy Spirit, and he will be your comforter, your helper. He will be that one that will convict you. He'll be that one that will convince you that you need to get right with God. He is our helper. He says, listen, <laughs> you can boldly say that. You don't have to be mealy mouth. You don't have to say, well, I think he'll do it. Folks, it doesn't matter what we think. Now, come on, listen to me real good. It doesn't matter what you think. The only thing that matters is what this says. That's all that matters. People are all the time asking Cherry and I, well, what do you think about this, or what do you think about that, or how do you interpret it, folks? It's not a matter of how we interpret or what we think about it. It's what the Word says. Just that simple. And the Word simply says here, because He will never forsake us, He'll never leave us, you can boldly stand up and say, the Lord is my helper. Doesn't matter where I am and what, what's going on. And then he goes on and he says, Since the Lord is my helper, I will not fear. I'm not afraid of anything. I'll just go forward. I know God's with me. I have people constantly, particularly back when I first had my, my heart surgery and I had my pacemaker put in it all, and I had folks all the time saying, don't you worry about going out of the country on mission trips down the Amazon or out in the middle of the jungles of Guatemala or whatever? I look at him and I say, hey, God's the one that takes care of me and he can keep that little pacemaker going just like he can my heart. What do I have to fear? God says he is my helper. God says he is in charge. And at that point in time, I'll have to say I really didn't realize how strong a promise I had from God when I was making that statement. That was a statement of just blind faith, okay? Just blind faith because I trusted God with it. But here he point blank tells us, the Lord is my helper and I have nothing to fear because God's in control. I think we can say nothing is going to happen that I need to fear unless God allows it to happen. We don't have to worry about God's in control. He's in control. And then he closes this out and he says, what can men do to me? If I carry out the, the directions that God has given me from the very beginning, to exhibit the love of Christ to all that I deal with, even to strangers, even to the church members, even to my family. And then, 
realize that God has made it possible because he's promised me, I will not forsake you. And because of that, we can stand up. We don't have to worry. We can stand up and say loud and clear, the Lord is my, help, is my helper. I will not fear. What can a man do to me that God doesn't allow? Not a thing. Not a thing. We say so often, why did this happen? Why did that happen? How come this one died? Or how come this one was hurt? There's times that we just have to say, God is in control. Because I don't know. I've had people come to me at funerals and say, why in the world did this person die? All I can say is God is in control. He allowed it to happen. So as we go about whatever daily business we have, whatever our task is, I think we need to stop just a moment and think about how we need to approach each day, each person, each situation in our lives. The first thing we need to set forth, the love of God. The love of God. Second of all, we need more than anything else to realize God has provided everything I need and I need to treat everyone in the same manner through the power and the presence of God. Whether they be strangers, whether they be a member of the church, whether they be my family. Are prisoners that are caught up in sin. What are we doing? Show brotherly love. How do we do it? Real simple. I didn't say easy. Real simple. God is our helper. And he will not forsake us. We can have all kinds of promises made in this world. You buy a new appliance and it's going to have a warranty on it. And on that warranty, if you read it closely, it will somewhere say limited. Limited. Folks, God's promise is not limited. It's forever. And it covers it all. Father, I thank you and I praise your name that you allow us to read, to share, and to give testimony of the truth of your word in our individual lives. Regardless of where we are, regardless of what's happening. And Father, we can walk assured, knowing that you're right there with us. You've not forsaken us. You've not left us. In the bleakest, darkest, most difficult times in our lives, 
you're right there. So we have no reason to fear. We have no reason not to show your love to all about us. So, Father, tonight, these your people that are so precious in your sight. These your people that you have made these promises to. I ask you, undergird them. Give us the fortitude to go out and face a world that makes fun and laughs and jeers at those that love you. But let us continue, Father, to share your love, the truth of your word, and that we might be greater imitators of Christ Jesus in our everyday life as we go forward. I thank you and I praise you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I would uh, want to take a moment this evening, and I'm not doing this to embarrass him at all, but y'all need to say thank you to a young man that's sitting back there in the sound booth you couldn't see it this morning because you were looking this way. But he was having the sound system swarmed on him, shall we say. And he was running everywhere up back there trying to get the live stream going, the sound right, the picture, the words up on the board, everything else. And I told him after service, Eli, don't worry about it. You were doing all you could possibly do. And I say, in all public, and not too embarrassing, thank you, young man. I praise God for you. Your parents should be very, very proud of you. And we are doing everything in our power to get him some help in that area for sure. Again, folks, if there's anyone that would be willing to help just a little bit with Children's Church, please give Tammy a holler. She is, she's really needing help in that area. She's not asking you to take it over or to do a, anything. Just sometimes just be a warm body, and uh, that helps a whole lot. So see Tammy about that and get involved. Ladies, Bible study starting this week. Tuesday night, 6, six o'clock. Wednesday night, 6 o'clock. Thursday afternoon, 3 o'clock, 2 o'clock. Sorry, 2 o'clock. So, ladies, get involved. Get plugged in. If you haven't signed up, I would venture to guess you can still get plugged into it and get to go. Uh, Glory-bound seniors and seniors in training... Come and join us on Tuesday, March the 7th at 11 in the Family Life Center. Bring your favorite covered dish. We're, you know, we're getting refined. We're not talking about potluck anymore, but we're getting refined, more polished. And uh, you better look out. It won't be long. Harold will be expecting you to hold your little finger up when you're drinking your tea or something. But come on, be a part of that. Get plugged in, and you're going to be blessed. Brother Scott Hobbs is going to be here to share, and uh, 
I know you'll enjoy him, our associational missionary. So come and be a part. And then he's going to, the, the movie I still believe will be presented. So you can have lunch, hear a great speaker, and watch a movie all in the same afternoon in the same spot. So come and be a part of that. Now, Brother Bill was saying this morning, and I know he didn't have a mic for part of it, but he is going to be starting next Sunday, I believe, uh, teaching on the uh, seven stages of the cross. And so you uh, come and be a part of that if you so desire in his class, for sure. The MNBC Easter Cantata, you need to get plugged in, folks. If you sing, need to be here on February, uh, on Sunday, let's see, let me get the dates down here. On February the 26th at 4 o'clock, we will present the Easter, on Easter Sunday on April the 9th. So be here for practice, get involved. Let's do it to the Lord. Let's just do it to praise God and all. Any other announcements anywhere? Folks, I appreciate you. Boy, I love you to death. May God bless you. Uh, yeah, I've already had a couple ask me. Now, I go see my uh, cardiologist on Tuesday. I go see another cardiologist on Thursday. And they're going to determine if we can do a watchman or not. And uh, whatever God wants is just okay. Just whatever God wants is okay. No problem. I praise God for knowledgeable men like these that God has given them the wisdom and the knowledge about this. But just whatever God desires, that's what I want for sure. You have a glorious week. Have a great time in serving the Lord. Don't forget... God loves you, and he will not forsake you or leave you regardless of the situation in your life at all. Diana, pray us out here, will you, hon? Amen.